Welcome to 15 Minutes on the Way, Season 8, Into Exile. If you're a first-time listener, you really owe it to yourself to start at the beginning. You can find Episode 1 of Season 1 easily at 15minutesontheway.com. Otherwise, if you're already on the way with us, welcome back. I've missed you, friend. Here is today's story. Where we are in this episode in terms of the timeline in which Israel finds herself in exile in Babylon is the time period for the composition and compilation of the Book of Lamentations, at which we promised you a closer look. Well, here it is. Lamentations is one of the most creative and dramatic entries in all the owner's manual. Its structure alone is worthy of a dissertation, though you've got to read it in the original Hebrew to see what I am talking about. You see, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Now, if you've got Tom handy, pull it out and glance through the five chapters of Lamentations. Note how many verses in each chapter. Okay, two of you did that. For the rest of you, four out of the five chapters have 22 verses each, and the remaining chapter has 66, which you don't need to have taken calculus to know is triple the Hebrew alphabet. We are still liking those threes when they come by. All but the final lament, you guessed it, there are five, one in each chapter, reminding you again that the chapter and verse structure of all text in Tom was not imposed by its writers, rather by later editors. However, in this case, the numeric verse structures of Lamentations are simply following structure already made crystal clear by Lamentations itself. All but the final lament are in an acrostic structure, each line or set of lines begins with the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet. While this may speak to a hint of obsessive compulsiveness on the part of the author, it also conveys the totality of what is being said. This book is an exhaustive and complete expression of grief and mourning, written from A to Z over and over. It then ends with a non-acrostic chapter that still has 22 lines, conveying, if there was anything not covered completely before, it is now. The structure of Lamentations is not the only literary device used within the book that is creative and compelling. Your imagination is meant to be captured by its voicing as well, a device I'm hoping will be particularly meaningful. The primary poet writes in the way you'd expect, in what your high school English teacher taught you is third-person voicing, the way a reporter writes a news article. After affliction and harsh labor, Judah has gone into exile. Lamentations 1-3 In his opening line, however, the poet names Jerusalem a widow, and in 1-11, she takes up her own first-person voice. Look, Yahweh, and consider, for I am despised, speaking as Jerusalem itself. 
Then in the third chapter, the first person singular voice is assumed not by Jerusalem, but by the whole nation, personified as a man. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. Lamentations 3.19 Then, adding another layer, the community raises their voice in first person plural in 340. Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to Yahweh. So that's four different voices, the poets, Jerusalem's as a woman, Israel's as a man, and the community as a whole, speaking in first-person plural, we. Wow! These are woven together while at the same time maintaining the acrostic alphabetical structure. As if that weren't masterful enough, there are related themes in the first and final chapter, then in the second and fourth chapters, with a peak in the third, which excites language nerds to near explosion with what's called a chiastic structure of A, B, C, B prime, A prime. So pardon our continuing to gush over a measly five-chapter book, but there within the tapestry of chiasm, acrostic, and dramatic voicing all layered together is the actual content of lamentations. It is the articulation of great sorrow and the mourning of tremendous loss. Bitterly she weeps at night, tears are on her cheeks. Streams of tears flow from my eyes because my people are destroyed. Lamentations 1, 2, and 8. It is the acknowledgement and confession of sin. Jerusalem has sinned greatly and so has become unclean. The Lord is in the right, for I have rebelled against his word, for we have sinned and rebelled. Lamentations 1, 18, 5, 7, 3, 42. It is, ultimately, the embrace of hopeful return and reliance upon me. This last category is the heart of Lamentations and the pivot of its chiastic structure, the peak moment towards which it builds and then from which decrescendos afterward. It also happens to be the part you need to take away from all this. We'll put the start and finish of it here, while urging you to check the entire middle out in the owner's manual. The steadfast love of Yahweh never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Yahweh is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Yahweh is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. Let us test and examine our ways and return to Yahweh. Let us lift up our hearts as well as our hands to God in heaven. Lamentations 3.22-41, with a bit in the middle left for you to look up on your own. 
Better than any place else in the owner's manual, Lamentations densely articulates this chapter in the Abra plan as our people mourn the devastating consequences they realize they have brought upon themselves. Yet in the midst of funereal dirge, they raise their eyes, voices, and hope to me in trust that I will take up their cause again and redeem their life with fresh mercy when the new morning dawns. Lamentations 3.38, which is nicely amplified in Psalm 103, by the way. Take these words from the masterpiece of Lamentations to heart, friend. I am not going to run out of love or mercy. I am faithful even in and through tough consequential circumstances. Turn to me for forgiveness. Return to me for life. Lift up your hearts and hands to me, and I will pardon your greatest, even repeated offense, and take you by the hand and lead you on the way. You may be in an exile of your own right now, but it will not last forever. Look ahead, look up, look to me. Thanks for listening. We hope this episode has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to support us, spread the word. Give us a review on iTunes or Facebook. Then share a link to episode one with your friends. We hope our time together today has reminded you that you, friend, are part of an epic story that is still unfolding today. So keep walking on the way and be good to yourself.